0: Welcome back to the Awakening Her Podcast. I am so excited you're here. My name is Talia Joy, and this is a special two-part live event called Healing to Manifest, where we are looking at healing the wounds that are holding us back from manifesting what we desire. So in day one, this was recorded live on Instagram, you'll hear that live feel. In day one, we talk about our core wounds and our limiting beliefs, where they came from, how they formed, and I go through a process for you to identify. identify your core wounds, see how they're showing up in your life and how they're interacting with your manifestation. And then on day two, we're going to look at healing it. I offer healing modalities, what it means to heal. And I'm also teaching a four-step system to move through triggers as they come up in a way that heals and alchemizes instead of pushing it down or getting sucked into it. You're going to want to listen to day two for that. So, without further ado, let's dive into day one of healing to manifest. Hello, 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 seeker. Welcome to day one of healing to manifest. How are you doing today? I am so excited to be here. Welcome. Welcome. We are live on Instagram. When you tune in, make sure you say hi. Hey, how's it going? North of Sovereign. How's it going? Um, and we also have this up on the podcast. So this is aired on the podcast right after we wrap up our live. I love to see all you. Hello, Caden. Hello, Suze Q13. Hello. Hello. So excited to see you guys here today. Thank you so much for joining We, okay, we have so much to cover today. So I'm going to really have this be no fluff. We're going to dive right in. We have a lot to cover. Um, it's funny in the emails I was sending out, I'm like, who's ready to get into core wounds. Woo. I am. I know it's intense, right? But this is where we find our freedom. This makes you a seeker. The fact that you are in the room in this conversation about core wounds and limiting beliefs and how to heal, to manifest what you desire. Hello. Hello. Thanks for the Hey. Hello, Tanya. Make sure to drop emoji. Say hi. Hi, love Reagan. Hello. I love knowing your name, especially when you have a handle. That's not your name. I love knowing your name. Names are so special. Um, so welcome. This is day one healing to manifest. That's what we are diving into is how to heal what is blocking you from manifesting. So if you got my email yesterday, or if you're just maybe launching in right now, I want you to think about something that you are desiring to manifest over the course of these two days. And the reason why I like to do it like that is because you really get to see the work in action. So instead of it being theoretical and later I will apply this to the things that I want, I want you to just pick a thing. And it's funny because if picking a thing makes you squirmy, it's just for the, this event. And I was always like that. I'm like, I want health, vitality, freedom, abundance, community, bustling business, number one book, Jeep, all these things, right? How do I focus on one thing? If you just pick one thing to go through the work, hello, Lori. Nice to see you. I'm so glad you made it. Oh, I'm so glad you enjoyed the meditation that you got with this event. That's so awesome. Thank you, Regan. So, you know, picking a thing that you want to manifest just so you can see how the work works will really benefit you. So in your mind, just pick more money, wanting love, health, a new job, career, a promotion, meet a soulmate, you know, finish writing your book, travel to a certain place, whatever it is. Oh, thank you so much. Love the classic braids. (laughs) So I want you to pick something that you have in your mind's eye. It doesn't mean we're not manifesting the other things, but just so that you can see how this work works. So get it in your mind. If you have a notebook, start writing it down. I am here to heal what is in my way from manifesting blank. So we're going to start right out of the gate, really powerful. I highly recommend having a notebook. If you're listening to this and can't write, then just say to yourself, I am here to heal what is in my way from manifesting more money or manifesting health or whatever it is for you. So as I said, we have a lot to get into today and I'm really excited. Um, I'm not going to talk much business during this. I want this to be a really deep dive on healing, keep it really sacred, keep it really focused. So at the top of this, I just want to let you know that this is part of the launch of Activated because in Activated, this is what we are doing is learning the manifestation formula, healing what is in your way so that we can um, activate your natural magnetism. So I'm going to talk about that a little bit about... uh, I'm going to talk a little bit about that today, Um, but if anybody has been called to join Activated, we are just open now, and we're in the early bird phase, and as part of being registered for this event, you get a special link that gives you a hundred dollars off the early bird price, including all payment plans. So one of them, you could get started for $88 because you get a hundred dollars off. So I am just going to recommend if this calls to you, search within, see if it is right for you in this time. If you're right, if you're ready to join another growth portal and you know, with growth and self-development, much like on the podcast, I like to make it real and deep, but also fun and enlightening and like meaningful connection. We're laughing, we're crying, we're uncovering, we're breaking through every single week. So if you're ready for that and you want to go through a really beautiful process that has totally transformed my life and my clients activated is open in your inbox. You get a hundred dollars off the registration. So for anybody listening or watching on Instagram, if you have not officially signed up to this event and you want the meditation that Reagan was saying that she really enjoyed, it's a belief and worthiness meditation that goes so perfectly with this as well as if If you want the workbooks for each day to take the work deeper and to get reference and, you know, have it all written out what I'm talking about, you can join for free. The link is in my Instagram bio. It's also in the show notes on the podcast when this is uploaded as an episode. So you can check it out, register for free, get those goodies plus that $100 off if you're called to join Activated. So that's all the business we're talking about today let's just start at the very top. I'll very quickly introduce myself, but you're not here to hear about me. You're here to hear about healing to manifest, right? But I do want to introduce myself in case I'm new to anyone here. If you found my show or found me live on Instagram, um, I am so excited, stoked, lit up on fire to be here with you today. My name is Talia Joy. I am a bestie in your awakening journey. I'm a manifestation mentor, a podcast host of the awakening her podcast. Hey Gail, thank you so much for joining and for commenting. Thanks so much. I'm an intuitive channel, I'm a mom of three, I'm a Canadian, I'm a lefty, I'm a Scorpio, I'm a human design reflector, I'm an empath, I'm a freedom seeker, and I'm an old soul. I'm also a lot of other things, right? The star seed and all these things. Um, But on top of all of that, I'm really just a regular person, which you start to understand as you listen to the podcast. We just passed 300 episodes of me being very real, very authentic. I am really a regular person on the path, and I'm a seeker and I've struggled really deeply in my life so I just want to give a heads up for anyone joining live. I have some notes here. So if I look to the side, I'm just making sure that I cover everything in this. I want to make sure that everything gets covered. I don't want to miss anything. So, um, I have struggled deeply in my life. And if you have listened to the show, you've heard about this episode. Number one is my story where I talk about my rock bottom and more in depth. Um, but I've experienced bullying from the time I was young, low self-worth addiction, low self-esteem an eating disorder disorder, chronic pain, constant overwhelm and really just never feeling like I have belonged. So can you give me an emoji if you're here live, if you can resonate with any of this stuff that I'm saying, where you feel like you're a little bit different. Sometimes us empaths, we feel that because this world is not really set up for empaths. Also, if you're a star seed, there's this longing for almost like home and like you don't totally belong here. And there may be other reasons that you feel like you don't belong, like you're different than others. I remember when I was young, I would look around and all my friends had straight hair and I had curly hair and this was just my perception at the time, but all my friends had blue eyes and I had brown eyes. All my friends were taller and I was shorter. All my friends were skinny and I thought that I was bigger. I was fat. I'm a lefty. Like it goes on and on how much I have always felt like I didn't fit in. Okay. I'm seeing your emojis. Thank you for commenting. Hello, Nay, Meryl. Thank you so much for joining. So this just started it, right? And then being an empath, as I grew up being more sensitive, I was just always told like, you're too sensitive, stop being so sensitive. But I didn't really get how other people could navigate in this life normally. So no matter what it's been, my body, um, the way I look, the way I feel this experience, I've always felt different yet, Caden, you can relate. So that's been the beginning of all of this, the beginning of the healing journey. But before I get to the healing journey, I've been obsessed with the law of attraction since I was 17. So yes, at 17, I was also doing mushrooms and hanging out, you know, behind some wherever in my small town I grew up in, you know, with a bunch of teenagers smoking pot or whatever. Um, I was doing that, but I was also going home and studying the law of attraction. I would study Wayne Dyer. I would study Mike Dooley, Louise Hay. I read her books. I would read all sorts of you know, metaphysical books on manifestation, the law of attraction. This was way before the secret came out. And then when the secret came out, it was like, Oh my goodness, this is becoming more mainstream. This is so exciting. And even though I knew manifestation slash the law of attraction, I knew the law of attraction inside and out, nothing really ever changed, especially when I had really big goals that I had for myself. It just didn't change. And it wasn't until I blended traditional manifestation practices with self growth and healing that results really started to happen in my life. Thank you guys so much for all of the emojis. I love it. So it wasn't until I brought these together, right? And you hear me talk about this the law of attraction is true. And if you could assume the identity of a millionaire right now, I do truly know and believe in my soul, in my channel that you would start attracting more abundance. Like that's quantum leaping is assuming a new identity. But the thing is, is how do we do that? If I said, just don't be in fear with money or just act healthy when you're not healthy, right? I know you've, you've heard me talk about this. If you've been on the podcast, lefties are amazing. Oh, that's awesome. You're a lefty. That's so cool. Um, so that's the thing is yes, the law of attraction is true, but when I'm insecure and hating myself and really feeling like I just want to like curl up and disappear into a corner and I'm not confident and I hate my body and I'm obsessed with, you know, how I'm not good enough and what's not working. Like, how am I expected to be like, okay, never mind. I'm a millionaire. And this is why we bridge the gap with healing work. So this is because we cannot fake our vibration. This is why we need both. We cannot fake our vibration. We cannot force ourselves to be high vibe all the time. The universe sees, feels, hears it all spirit, God, source, higher self, whatever term you, you know, feels more comfortable to you. You cannot fake it. You cannot force it. Your spirit team see you all the time. They know what you're really feeling. And that's why we can say I'm a millionaire or I am healthy. I am vital, you know, 708 times. But then when we get up and our body's in pain or we feel, you know, it sucks us right back in. And that's because we need the healing work. So if this is you, let me know if you can relate to this. Um, But you're not alone. (laughs) This is my journey. You are not alone. You are not alone. You are not alone. This is normal. And we see manifestation out there and we see all these tropical turquoise water vacations and people literally in bathtubs of money and it's great and they've hacked the system but I don't want you to think that you're not law of attractioning hard enough or that you're not doing it right or you need to meditate harder and visualize more that's probably not what it is if you've been doing self-growth for a hot minute and still you're not at that level of clarity or you know it doesn't always have to be just when you're in the luxury villa but you can feel when you're clicked in if you're having solutions coming and miracles coming and you know incrementally or big amounts of more abundance more of the things that you want then you know that you've cleared the channel and if not if you're in Self-sabotage or looping patterns. We're going to talk about that a lot today. It's just because of healing, which is it's actually less intense than it sounds. It's a lot about awareness. And again, this is what this whole event is about. We're going to dive deep in. Um, but we cannot fake it. We cannot escape it. I am such a pro at trying to bypass the healing stuff. Cause I'm like, I don't want to talk about my mom or I don't want to talk about the core of my unworthiness. I would just rather manifest more money, right? That's what I did forever and a little bit more money over time, but it wasn't until I did the healing work that I was like, okay, I see what we're talking about here. So this is what I want for you and we can't fake it as I'm saying when we're constantly Bogged down by our triggers, by our anxiety, by not enoughness, by comparison, frustration, imposter, whatever it is, it messes with our vibe and it becomes a roller coaster of vibration where you're like on cloud nine feeling good and then sucked into anxious or one day you're like, or one moment you're meditating and 10 minutes later you're snapping at your kids. Again, all normal. But this is just that roller coaster and then your manifestations will be a roller coaster as well if we don't heal. So you're in the right place. It's great because how often have you said, what's in my way? What's blocking me? Universe angels guides. I need answers. Help me move into my next level. This is it our next level isn't always just, okay, here's a bag of cash. It's clearing what is stopping you from all the bags of cash. (laughs) So this is what we're getting into. And if you learn how to, as I always say, grow through what you go through, thank you, colorful Lee. Thank you for the hands up. If you grow through what you go through and learn how to grow through what life has presented you with and the beliefs and the energy, you become the person that you see in your mind's eye. So, I want you to just take a second to picture your highest self in your mind's eye. The part of you that feels freedom, that feels expansive, healthy, abundant, um, just at ease in your skin, in your mind, not so anxious, not so fearful, whatever it is you deal with, that is who you become through the healing process. And then as you're that identity, which is already meant for you, or it wouldn't be in your mind's eye, it's already an aspect of you. It's already a part of you. My highest self is literally like doing yoga in Bali at a retreat. And that's like already part of me. That's already part of who I am. Um, and so when you become that, As you become that, you become a natural match for all the things you want. And this is why I continuously say when we clear the channel, when we clear what we are not, we get natural magnetism instead of always trying to chase this and this and like $20,000. Okay. Now I got that. And then this, and then I want this. Okay. Now I got that. And then this, but wouldn't you rather just be an open channel to allow in all that is meant for you? And that's what we do in this. That's what I'm all about is shifting from trying to force each thing to allowing it all and more into your experience. Thank you so much, Regan. I'm so glad this resonated. This is resonating. So healing and growth and momentum and ease and abundance, this is doing the work. That's what the work results in. And now I know exactly how to do the work for the things I desire. It's not always easy. I have breakdowns. I have motherfucking triggers that come up. The abandonment wound is very persistent things come up, but I know now what to do. And it through today and tomorrow, I'm actually going to teach you a process of what to do when you're triggered to be able to heal on the spot. But first we got to start with the core wounds. So I just wanted to share a little bit about myself and my journey. It's, it wasn't until I started healing that I really started manifesting more and much more important to me than manifesting more. I started to feel just so much more at ease. My body started to respond with less pain and less inflammation. I was sleeping better. I was much more patient with my kids. I felt clarity. I felt way more connected to my spirit team, my channel opened way up as you guys have seen in the last few years, so much more expressed, so much more, much, so much more of a direct channel that's because of the healing work. And then also the tripling of the income and the physical things I've been able to create. So if you're here for all of it, this is what we're doing. So just quickly on the business side of things before, um, just as I'm introducing myself, I've been doing spiritual and manifestation mentoring for over seven years. I started doing nutritional consulting and then, um, segued into intuitive eating to help Seekers break, through, um, break free of diets and body image stuff into intuitive eating, which led to teaching intuitive development, which led to being brave enough to teach manifestation. And then it just kind of escalated from there. But I've been doing this for over seven years and I am just obsessed with you activating your natural magnetism because that's where the ease is. That's where the peace is. And when you're feeling that ease, you can know Right now, I'm also manifesting abundance. Right now, my cells are also healing inflammation. Right now, creative solutions are coming forward for me in my life because. I am in that zone because I'm in pleasure and ease and more confidence. So this is why we do this. And this is what I teach my clients. This is what I teach inside of activated the signature program, eight weeks to do exactly this unleashing, unleashing your natural magnetism, healing what you're not and learning the manifestation formula. And we are gearing up. We start at the end of September and I am just so excited. So that's the foreplay that is about me. Nice to meet you. Hello. Do you feel a little bit more acquainted with me? (laughs) So let's launch right into healing for um, healing to manifest day one. So you are an old soul. You are a seeker. You're most likely an empath. You're maybe introspective, a little bit more sensitive. Maybe you're some of these, maybe all of them. You've been drawn to self-growth and manifestation on purpose because that's what you are destined for in this life. Hello, love. This is what you are meant for in this lifetime or else you wouldn't be drawn to it right? Why are you drawn to it? Because you're meant for it. Your spirit team, your higher self, spirit, the universe, they are calling you to heal what you are not. The old shit that has been holding you back sometimes for lifetimes, other times since you were a kid, maybe it's just been the last few years, but it is time, my love. It is time to step into the vision that you have for yourself. And that's why you've been drawn to healing this event. But I also know you're probably reading books on it or watching YouTube videos or podcasts because healing or clearing or unblocking has become more important to you. And this is because your manifestations and desires call you up the vibration ladder. You come to manifestation because you want to manifest more things. And then you realize you have to raise your vibration. So then we start this whole question of, well, how do I raise my vibration? Right? Which is what we're talking about. But where you are now is... I don't know why it wouldn't be so I'm going to say 100% of the time but let's just say 99.9. Um where you are right now is 99.9% of the time uh lower in vibration than what you desire, right? If you want more health, vitality, energy, love, more space, a home, abundance, it's all slightly higher or much higher vibration than where you are now. The law of attraction states that we attract like attracts, like we attract not just what we want, but who we are being. So if we want more of anything in life, it's more high vibe than where we're at. And that's normal. That's me too. That's the same for everybody. So this is where we get into the healing to free ourselves from what holds us down. And the analogy that always comes up with this is a healing helium balloon that just wants to float. Your spirit is ready to claim the abundance, the healing, all of the stuff, but you've got these like rocks and pebbles and whatever else tied to the end of the string. And these are like the abandonment or the mother wound or the feeling like money is hard or never being able to do it or feeling not smart enough or whatever it is. We're going to identify core wounds today. Um, but those hold down the helium balloon. And as we free ourselves from them, it's like we snip them one by one. We snip these rocks, these boulders that are holding down the helium balloon as we heal. And then at from the healing, we just get to naturally float. We do not have to spend endless hours trying to float, trying to float. I'm gonna say it's time to detach or to integrate, to heal what is holding you down, rather than focusing on how do I float. You know what I mean? So that's healing. That truly is what is holding you down. What is holding you back? Let's get straight to it, right? So you came to self-development and healing, to learn what's been holding you back, to receive at new levels. And this involves going to new levels within yourself. And that's why we're here. And that's why you're my person, because you are willing to do that. As I was laughing about at the beginning, like who's ready to get into core wounds. Woo. But that is where your freedom lies. And the cool part of all of this, and I tell my, my clients this all the time is you don't need to be in constant heal mode. Once you kind of go in and you do a round of healing, you come up for air, you integrate, you live your life. And then if something big comes up or you have a big desire that you're going for, you might need to dip back down into some healing work, but we don't need to be constantly in wounds. It's just that we can't also ignore them. So we have seasons of healing. We have seasons of growth. And that's why I keep saying with activated, if you're feeling like you're ready for a new growth, a next growth portal, you're ready to kind of be like, (gasps) Oh, (laughs) go back down into, into more of the excavating and the clearing, and then come back up and get to receive. That's how we naturally go. So learning how to do this doesn't mean we're in healing work all the time, but we know what to do as it comes up. So Let's talk about where these wounds first start, and I'm glad you like that analogy. That's awesome. So where this wounding happens, a lot of you have heard of this before, maybe you're new to this, but under the age of seven is what a lot of of experts say, Carl Jung would talk about that with the shadow or with inner child work. It's to do with how our brain is forming and processing and the different stages of development. Under the age of seven, we were developing unique programming. Basically we were born in some ways in our brain, a blank slate, meaning we didn't have preconceived ideas. So I'm going to use a very extreme example. I don't want to offend anyone, but if some, if a baby was brought up in a home that was very racist that baby learned the racism, right? They weren't born racist. They were shown things through their parents or their community that formed that. And that's the way we are about our beliefs about ourselves, our beliefs about our body, our beliefs about relationships, about commitment, about money. Can anyone relate to the money? One beliefs about health, all of these things, were programmed into us we weren't born going like money's hard is one of our first you know things or people will always betray me right I don't know why I'm doing this like you were born a lobster or something (laughs) a little lobster claws Um, but we were programmed into it so we were learning and witnessing and hearing and observing how life is right and so we had our parents' narratives, our caregivers, teachers, the media, the social constructs around us, so many things go into why our brain works the way that it is. Even to the point where, did you ever have one of your parents mispronounce something or have the wrong meaning for something? And then as you grew up, you thought that that word meant that, but it actually meant something else. I can't even think of the example right now, but my mom had a few of those where either the way she pronounced and I grew up, I was like, wait a minute, that doesn't mean that again, we're taught. So you may have been shown that it's unsafe to trust people close to you or that it's not safe to express your emotions. You may have seen your parents struggle with money and develop this mo money, mo problems complex, which a lot of people have. You may have seen money as something that makes you worthy. Maybe your parents really praised people with money or they really talked bad about people who didn't have money. Oh, they are lower class or you just observed that in movies or whatever, right? This is where we form our beliefs and I was bullied. So I grew up very young thinking my body is shameful or that I wasn't enough. I was fat. I was bigger than other people. That was shameful. Um, and I stuck out. I didn't belong, you know, reinforcing that. That was something I learned at an early age that I had to and continue to have to deprogram. <laughs> and we talk about that a lot in activated too. actually the conscious and subconscious reprogramming because it's very hard. So Kaden, you're saying you can relate Can anyone else relate to a belief that no matter what life shows you is just so persistent that you actually like react from that place. So this can come up with money. Think of a time or maybe this has or hasn't happened to you, but I guarantee it's happened in some area of life where there's been times where I've manifested more money, my highest income months. And all of a sudden I catch myself stressed about money (laughs) and I'm going like, but what about this? Or how am I going to maintain it? Or what about when it's gone? And I'm like, wait a minute, what? right? Yes. You guys are relating. That's yeah. And that's because we have the wounding we have in that case, it might be money's hard or the belief might be, I can never hold on to money. That's what's going on deep down. That's holding me in that pattern or holding you in that pattern, whatever example that we're talking about. So let's talk about wounding beliefs. So we've established that this happens at a young age. I feel like a lot of you guys probably know that it can also be reinforced i've had a dear friend that you know had a few had a marriage that the person was unfaithful and it really messed her up for a long time to trust in men again to trust in relationships again so that didn't happen when she was 7 but it happened you know in her 20s and so there's things that also happen in our life that really mess with our head and our confidence and it gets ingrained and then we believe something about ourselves or about the world after that so limiting beliefs Hello, Susan. Nice to see you. Okay. So a limiting belief, let's just make this really straight up because everyone's like, what's a limiting belief and how do I find my limiting beliefs? Like they're keys hidden under the couch or something, right? A limiting belief is just a belief that limits you. I know, right? Like you pay me the big bucks for, for a reason, So most of our limiting beliefs stem from childhood as we're talking about. And then often it is just given to us from the world around us. Hey, Susan. Hey, Charlie, how's it going? Um, And so these beliefs that limit us, for example, is like, oh, I'm just no good at exercise or I'm not a morning person. Like those are ones that aren't super deep, but it's a belief. Thank you. Thank you, friend. Um, It's a belief that limits us, right? Oh, Money's hard or no matter what I do, I can never save. Every time I save some money, there's always a bill that comes or no one's ever going to love me with this birthmark or with my body or because I only make this much money. These are beliefs that limit us, right? If someone's wanting to get healthier and they're like, oh, I'm just not a healthy person. I'm not a health food person. That is going to limit you. You don't have to turn around and eat cauliflower all day. But we could go, I can learn how to be a bit more healthy. There are some vegetables that I do like. Those are statements that aren't limiting. So anything that limits you is a limiting belief, right? I can't do it. I'm not enough. Yes, totally. It's so simple. So there are core wounds, which we're talking about as well. And then there's limiting beliefs, which of course they overlap, but also sometimes the limiting belief is just like, I'm not a morning person. I'm not someone who can get healthy. You know, people like us in my family, we don't get fit. Like we're all, you know, obese or whatever. And I'm not... I'm not picking on anybody. I don't want to you know, make fun of anyone. These are all very real narratives that I've either experienced or I've seen in my clients. This is being human, right? So let's just pretend we're, we all know that we're not perfect <laughs> and we all have these. So we have a few root narratives that are these limiting beliefs that were reinforced. We have a few root narratives that hold us back from the things that we want. And so this is where I want you to bring back in that desire you have just to start looking at it. So for anyone joining now, I recommended everybody to say out loud or write down just one thing that they're wanting to manifest. We're not ignoring the rest. We're just seeing how this process works by focusing on one thing. So if you would like to think of, okay, money, or I want to advance my career, or I want to find a partner or whatever it is for you, right? So you've got that. So there's a few narratives that hold us back from this. And we want to start thinking about what comes up When I go to do this, what are some of those limiting beliefs? This is not the time to be like, I don't have any limiting beliefs because we do. So if you're wanting to get healthier, but you've never been able to do it, every time you try, you end up folding it in and letting yourself down or feeling not strong enough. So it's like, I just, I can't, I can't do this. I'm not good with money, right? I'm so awkward. I would never be good on a first date. Like whatever the narratives are, what's getting in your way. I want you to start thinking about this. So you want to, f- if you, for example, if you want to feel confident, but deep down you feel inadequate, that will be a looping pattern. And again, we're going to dive deeper into identifying your core wounds. We're just getting warmed up here. So that will be a pattern if you want to, or a, a looping pattern. If you want to feel high vibration, you want to feel better in your life, just more ease. A lot of people talk about ease and peace, but deep down, something keeps hooking you into desperation, fear, lack, scarcity, not enoughness. It's going to hold you back until you deal with it. It's going to hold you back until you dive deeper into it. From a spiritual soul growth perspective, which not everyone's interested in. To me, I'm like super interested in it. It's because they're trying to show you your guides, angels, spirit, source, higher self are trying to show you what is in your way. So if you are looking for love, and you keep getting triggered with your body. And then you have these thoughts of like, no, one's going to love me. I'm too this, I'm too young. I'm too old. I'm too poor. I'm too thin. I'm too fat. I'm not strong enough, whatever. If that keeps coming in, how, again, how can you just act confident. It's going to keep looping you. Yes, Gail, you are ready. I love this. So these imprinted beliefs run the show under the surface, beneath the surface and block us from moving forward. So if anyone here is like a computer or a techie person, you're going to love this analogy that our imprinted beliefs are like the, um, the, Processing system in our computer. So our conscious mind is like the apps, right? We're opening Instagram, we're going into iMovie, we're opening the apps on our computer. Okay, open the app, double click, there we go. But the processing system underneath actually determines how the whole computer works. You could have the newest um, Instagram app, but if your phone or your processing system in your computer is like 17 years old, or at this point, like one year old, because things apparently need to be new every, like, you know, this often. I used to remember when we had a phone for like 10 years. Now it's like, Oh, two years. I need a new phone. Anyway. Um, if that processing system sucks and it's really slow, you can't utilize the whole app and download games or download um, movies and be playing games because your processing system is shit. So When we're trying to attract money on the conscious level, it's like, we want to open up our money app and we want to be more abundant and we want to be more high vibe. And we want, this is me clicking and we want to meditate more and whatever else. If your processing system deep down doesn't believe you're worthy of it or believes no more money, more problems. It is going to impact everything. So deep down, that's actually what's running the show. And I don't know if you guys have heard me say this before, but top secret You actually manifest from your subconscious mind, not from the conscious mind, which is why not everybody that wants to lose weight can lose weight. Not everybody that wants to make money can make money. We want it. If you manifested from your conscious mind, what would you have right now? Right? I know that like I'd have homes in Hawaii. I'd be doing all the things I'd have all the money, whatever else, but I don't manifest from my conscious mind. It's not just what I want. It's what I truly believe deep down. It's the processing system, this processing system underneath. Ooh, Susan likes that little aha moments already. I love this. So triggers and limiting beliefs are here to call you forward. It's your spirit team. It's yourself showing yourself what's up, what's holding you back. So you have to see your junk and heal, heal or integrate your junk, uh, raise your vibration And then you can manifest the thing. So as you're being triggered, I want you to think about this. If this resonates with you, it's like the universe going like, are you ready yet? Can I deliver the package? So say you've been focusing on money and you get a huge bill in the mail. I talk about this all the time because it's a great example to understand. The universe is literally going, let's see how they're going to respond to this disappointment, to this backwards thing, which is not really backwards. It's more a test than anything. We talk about tests in depth and activated. Um, But it's the universe going like, are you ready? Are you ready to uh, embody millionaire energy or $20,000 a month energy or whatever? Because if you get that bill and you flail in the wind going like, oh my God, I knew I could never do it. I'm screwed. I'm lost. I'm behind. I'm blocked. This sucks. The universe isn't listening. I'm never going to make money that shows where you're really at deep down and no shame stuff comes out of nowhere sometimes and triggers me way into the deep end. And I'm like, Oh, there's a live, a live wire. I didn't know was in there, right? It's normal, but it's again, it's a test going like, are you ready? And when you respond in the trigger, it just shows the universe. You're not ready yet, which is okay because it's like a helicopter parent. It'll keep coming back. It'll keep coming back ready or waiting for that time when you are ready. So let's dive deeper into the core wounds to identify your core wounds, or as you start to identify your core limiting beliefs and wounds that you operate from, you start to see so clearly what's in your way. And before we see these things, I want you to just like, think about this for a second. When we have active live wire wounds deep within us. So say the abandonment wound is one that I have. Um, you could be feeling not enoughness. You could be, um, wounded by your parents or whatever else. You're either recreating it or reacting to it until it's healed. So I'm just going to do a very vulnerable share. Um, you guys have sometimes heard, I have a um, interesting relationship with my mom where it hasn't always been super easy. I believe that it's a gift. I believe that we manifested each other to develop our souls, but in the physical plane, it hasn't been easy for either of us. While that wound was open and weepy and oozing and pussy, I was always either mad at her or trying everything I could do to not be her. Or I noticed myself being her and then I would react to that. And like, it was this whole thing of either reenacting it or reacting to it. So if you feel not enough, you're either acting not enough or having to prove your worth because you're enough. Do you see what I mean? So when that wound of not enoughness is active, you're either living in the wound going like, or you might be the loudest person in the room that has to prove themselves and can't be wrong or has to be controlling or whatever because you're reacting to the wound. So it's not until we heal it that we don't have to either be recreating it or reacting to it, we get to actually move through it and not have us dominate it, us not have it dominate us so much. And when we're recreating it or reacting to it, that's what causes those subconscious looping patterns, which manifest in your physical life as looping patterns, as a little bit of progress, and then a whole bunch back getting a little bit on and then inevitably falling off or what people call self-sabotage. I did that in quotes for all of you listening. Um, and it just causes resistance. So story time with my body and with feelings of not enoughness from the age of seven, it was reinforced with multiple traumas that I believed in my mind every single day that my body was not good enough, that I was fat or I was gross or I wasn't pretty or I was this or that it was the obsession through my eating disorder. And it was in my mind every single day of my life until my thirties from the time I was about seven. So before that, I was pretty free spirited. So whenever I try to become healthier, even when I was healed, meaning I wasn't in my eating disorder, even every time I try to become healthier, I would get stuck in looping patterns. My body wouldn't release weight. My body wouldn't release resistance or inflammation. I'd be in pain. Everything would hurt. It just, I couldn't ever do it. And I'm like, well, is it the inflammation diet? Do I need to fast? Do I need to drink more apple cider vinegar? Be going for walks? And I would either self sabotage or my body wouldn't change health wise, physical wise, pain wise, all of it. I got stuck in looping, looping patterns of sabotage, of overwhelm, of just feeling so hopeless, negative self-talk. That was because even after I healed my eating disorder, my wound wasn't actually healed. And I discovered this only about a year or a year and a half ago, maybe two years ago now, where I recognized, wow, when I healed my eating disorder, I stopped the neurotic behavior. I stopped self-harm, but I never learned how to love myself. I never learned how to love my body. I just learned how to stop coping with drugs and alcohol and having an eating disorder. So I thought I was good, but the actual wound was not addressed. You can relate on a soul level when it comes to your mom. Yeah. Yeah. You're not alone. I'm here with you. So the big part of healing was realizing that the triggers that I was facing were coming from a deeper place. And so let's start to talk about the core wounds. Let's start to talk about the narratives that you discovered, Um, or that you created or was basically put upon you because no one ever tries to create wounds or tries to create limiting beliefs. The things that have happened to you, whether abusive, traumatic, or just life events that really messed with your mind, it's valid. It happened to you. It was real. I'm never here to talk you out of your traumas or to talk you out of the seriousness of what you've been through. But I also acknowledge that you're here because you want to free yourself from it. So that's why we're going to these big expansive places to expand, you know, our understanding of this stuff. So I want you to think about the goal you have, the narratives that come up, right? So maybe you're trying to get healthier, but you constantly feel fat or unhealthy. You have pain that comes up the money. Maybe it's, you know, looping patterns, fear, anxiety. You want to find love, but you never feel good enough. No one ever works out. They don't call you back. You get stood up like whatever it is starting to look at those looping patterns and starting to think about the beliefs underneath them. And as part of the homework, we're going through this right at the end, I'm gonna go through the main core wounds and like limiting beliefs so you can really crystal clear identify it in here. But I want you to start that self-discovery of your own. Okay, every time I try to manifest more money, it never works. So I always get sucked back into feeling like there's not enough, which would be lack or scarcity. So every time I try to manifest money, I'm hit with lack and scarcity that could be you getting a little bit of clarity on what continues to happen. So a big part of healing is realizing that the triggers and the feelings of being inadequate or feeling that money's hard or feeling that you're never gonna find love or that you're not inspiring enough to have a business or that you're just a little, you're a nobody and you could never be a millionaire, whatever it is, a huge part of healing is realizing that is not actually true. This is the narrative of your parents, of the bully, of society saying money's hard, get a real job, artists can't survive, or it's society saying beautiful is 110 pounds or for a man it's big and buff and six foot whatever. You have been indoctrinated into these beliefs and and they are not actually true. It is not actually true that my body was anything less than beautiful and worthy, no matter what it looks like. No matter if I'm 300 pounds or 120 pounds, it actually is not true that my body determines my worth or that I am valued more if I look a certain way. It's not actually true that money is hard and in Activated, I have this slide that I love, to, I love when we get to this point in the program where we talk about this. It's not ultimately true. And I say, there's no sign in the sky, like dear, you know, Samantha or whatever, um, money is hard, signed God, right? There's no actual sign in the sky, ultimate truth that says that you're not smart enough, that you're not lovable, that money can't come to you easily. That's not actually true it has felt true. It has been your experience, but it's not actually true. If somebody went on it, maybe they had five, you know, deep relationships in their twenties or something. And every single person cheated on them. That person could come away going like no man could ever be faithful, but it's not actually true, but it feels true. You wouldn't say to your friend, like, that's dumb. You'd be like, I see how you feel that, but I promise you, you know, my husband, or I know this great guy or don't like, it's, it's not about you. There are great people out there or something, right? It's not true, but it seems true. So we want to validate it, but it's not ultimately given from spirit. True. Your spirit team is not telling you you should fold because money's too hard. This is why you're drawn to healing because you're like something I'm limited, but your soul is crying out to remember that it's not true. So it's not ultimately true that I am gross or that I'm disgusting. It is a projection of the wound. So if I look in the mirror and I'm like, oh, it's a projection of the wound. It's the voice of the bully. It's the voice of society reinforcing that skinny's the only way, right? So again, use this example for whatever applies to your life. So until it's brought into our awareness, we see our goals and I want you to really like hear me. There's so many gold nuggets here until we bring this into awareness. We see our goals through the lens of our wound. So if I want to, I mean, right now I've been doing so much more deep healing. I feel in a beautiful place with my body, but even, you know, a few years ago or something, if I wanted to heal my body or losing weight, isn't really the goal right now, but say it was immediately, it's like, you can't do that. Or if I do that, it's going to make me more worthy or I've never been strong enough. I've never done it before. That is seeing the goal of weight loss through the lens of the wound, which is, I can't do it. I'm not enough, enough athlete. I'm not disciplined enough. Yours is trust issues. Yes. And that is because your trust has been broken, Susan. That is because you've been betrayed and we honor that it's not ultimately true that nobody can be trusted or that people are going to let you down, but that's what you've experienced. So in your reality, it's true it's just not ultimately true going forward. And that's the part is we see our lens through the filter of our wounds. So you're viewing life through the glasses of money is hard, right? (laughs) I like kind of like doing this kind of makes me feel like an owl. You're seeing life through the glasses of I'm gross. I'm insignificant. I'm ugly. I'm small. I'm, you know, I can't trust people. Yes. Trust too. So everyone raise your hand. If trust is a thing, if you're listening to the podcast, energetically raise your hand. I didn't think I had trust issues until I recognized I had the abandonment wound. And I believe that deep down everyone will hurt me eventually. And then I'm like, Oh, that is, that is kind of trust. Right? So I can, I can hear you on that. So until it's brought up from our, into our awareness, we're walking around with these glasses that we don't even realize we're looking through. You're looking through glasses of all men are going to cheat or, you know, no, you know, good woman would choose me or whatever it is. You can't trust anyone. So if you take a picture and with a sepia filter or sepia or however you pronounce it, which used to be like one of the only filters on Instagram back in the day. Now I can have like piercing filters. It's awesome. You can take a sip of coffee. So if you take a picture with sepia filter, it looks sepia, right? The tones are orange and brown and really like fall-like and old timey it looks orange and brown, but it is an illusion. The real sunset is not in sepia, but through the camera in the picture, it is. So you've been programmed to view yourself through the lens of something that you have thought was real, but is ultimately an illusion. I know that I asked my grandma when I was really young, like, was fruit black and white back in the day? (laughs) And she laughed at me because I thought that life was black and white because all the photos are black and white, but it wasn't black and white. It's an illusion, right? So you're viewing life through, I'm not good enough. Money's hard. I'll never find love. I can't have a thriving business. I can't tell you how many times when I started my business, it's not necessarily a core wound, but I was like, I'm just this insignificant West Coast Island Canadian girl. Like people from LA get famous people from New York are super fancy and on stages, like from the West coast of Canada. Really? But I had to move through that F yeah. People from small towns, people from other countries, other than the U (laughs) S they can make it. And I had to work through that. Um, yeah, yours is not worthy. Yeah. So I really, really honor that today. And we're going to move into the homework and the core wounds. So regarding the thing you want to manifest, and this is the homework, but we're just going to go through it right now regarding the things you want to manifest. What are the main limiting narratives that you picked up on in childhood or life around this thing? And, or what are the reoccurring themes is what I've been asking you, right? So main narratives I used to have money is hard my mom was a single mom for a lot of the time. We like really scraped by, she did everything she could to put food on the table. But I believe because I heard her say over and over and over, money is so hard to make and easy to spend. I was like this big. Now I'm only like this big. So I'm only like five foot four. But anyway, I was really young. And I remember hearing money's hard to make and easy to spend before I was even making money. So it was ingrained in me. Basically it slips through my fingers and it's really difficult to make it, but it's really easy to spend it. And I had to reprogram that because that's what would happen with money. Every time I got it, I would spend it, not just even binge spending, but like a bill would come and a, you know, my kids needed a dentist and something else. And all of a sudden that chunk of change is gone. That was always my experience in real life because I had that belief in the background. It was the processing system, right? It was the lens, so what main narratives come up around this thing you want to manifest? And this is one I usually just save for activated. Um, but what did you pick up on empathetically about this goal when you were a kid? So your parents may not have said money is hard, but you watch them struggle about money. You wanted to take dance or hockey or soccer or football, and they were like, oh, it's just too expensive. We can't. You might've learned money's hard through empathetically witnessing, watching your parents struggle. So trust issues, you may not have been told you can't trust people. Although maybe I had a client that her mom would always say, you can't trust men. You can't trust men. Since she was young, your dad walked out. You can't trust men. So of course she's going to grow up thinking that before she reprograms it. So what did you empathetically pick up on with the trust? You may have just seen people betray you. You may have seen people leave. You may have seen your dad or your mom be abused or left by the other. It might not have even directly happened to you, but maybe you watched your dad betray your mom or the other way around or any key people in your life. Maybe like me, I had a big group of friends. And when I got bullied the second time in grade eight, the bully threatened all of my friends who I'd been friends with for years. I had girlfriends and guys and like all this. I had this whole crew and she turned all of them against me and said, if you hang out with Talia, I will beat you up slash kill you because she was actually quite crazy. She ended up going to jail, not crazy, but she was very extreme. So all my friends turned their back on me. So I am empath- empathetically picked up on the fact that people will turn around and stab you and betray you and ultimately are not there for you. As I was telling you a few minutes ago, right? That's one of my core wounds because I freaking experienced it. And I experienced it multiple other times too. So what did you empathetically, empathetically pick up on about money, about trust? Maybe it's like you can't trust people. They will leave. They will lie. They will betray you. Or mo money, mo problems, right? So what are the reoccurring themes around this thing? And what seems to always hold you back. So in the workbook, if you have not signed up, grab the workbook so you can see this in real life. The link is in the show notes or in my Instagram bio for all of you that have grabbed the workbook. I'm going to go through it right now. So you don't need to be looking at it at the same time, but you can go through it after. So these are the core wounds. And I want you guys, as I'm typing or as I'm talking for all of you, beautiful souls that are live. Can you just send me an emoji? Anytime there's a wound that you can identify with and I can see myself in all of them. So just to set the stage right there. So unworthy or not good enough. That is a big core wound for a lot of us. So think about your manifestation. Think about the looping patterns. You can think about this in other aspects of life. And in activated, we go into deep inner child healing for like your core wounds for all of life. But when we think of what we want Usually it's one in the same and reoccurring. So unworthy, not good enough. And this is, I don't deserve money. I can't do it. I don't have what it takes. I mean, of course it could, it could be money, love, health, whatever it is you want. I'm not smart enough, talented enough, good enough, cool enough, smart enough. You know, I'm a geek. Maybe in high school, you were more scholastic and you got made fun of and you carry that. So unworthy, not good enough. I'll just raise my hand. You guys are doing thumbs up and hearts. I love you. I love you. I love you you are not alone and you are worthy moving on. The next one is lack and scarcity. Thank you, you guys. Lack and scarcity. So there's never enough time. There's never enough money. There's never enough support. There's never enough resources. I never have enough. Can you relate to that? I had to really remedy the not enough time being a mom of three and business and COVID and blah, 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 blah. Not enough time, not enough money, not enough support, not enough resources. I don't know. I don't know how I can't do it. There's never enough. I'm never getting my opportunity. I can't, I can't, I can't. Yes. Oh, thank you. I love you too. (laughs) It's like the love you too circle. Okay. So you can write that down. That one is lack and scarcity as a core wound. The next one is safety. It is not safe to be me. It is not safe to be, um, to be successful. It's not safe to put myself out there. Something bad will happen if I get rich. And this is a deep one. You guys, we sometimes need some time with this, which is why Activate is eight weeks because sometimes it takes a little bit to go, holy shit, that's in there. But safety, it's not safe to have money, more money, more problems. You have more money. You have to pay more taxes. You have more money. People want your money. If I lose weight, and this is actually something I've seen in a few different female clients, I'm sure men deal with this as well, but from female clients, I've seen them not able to shed what we call stubborn weight or protection weight. And deep down, they recognize that if they lose weight, they're going to get attention from men and that is not safe. Either they've already had traumatic situations or they're fearful or they're f- afraid that if they lose weight and become in their eyes more beautiful or more this or more that, that they'll get unwanted, that unwanted type of attraction or attention, which makes them feel unsafe. It's not safe for me to lose weight, right? Um, so safety, it's not safe to have money. It's not safe to trust somebody. It's not safe to trust, um, it's not safe for me to be successful, put myself out there. And it's not safe to write a book because I'm going to write it and no one's going to want it. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Thank you guys for sharing. I want you to know, I honor you so much for your vulnerable shares and I love you guys. And again, you're not alone. This is, this is tough stuff. So there's two more core wounds that are the most common. So that was safety. The next one is you must work hard to be successful if I lost weight, I would lose me. Oh my goodness. I hear you. I hear you. And some people feel like if I lose weight, I'm get, I'm like, if I'm losing weight, then I'm turning into me. But yours is more like, if I'm losing weight, I'm losing me. Yeah. So the next one is you must work hard. And usually when we go through activated, there's at least one or two people. I've had this before with clients that had like immigrant parents that were really hardworking or parents that really instilled, like you have to be successful. You have to work hard. Maybe a parent or someone had a business and it was strife and it was long hours. And like, that's what it takes to put food on the table. You have to work harder. So you must work hard. You must strife to be successful. It takes compromise. It takes sacrifice. It It's a lot of hard work and I can't tell you, it sounds funny, but as I have, especially entrepreneur clients, they often think that money has to be really hard to make. And it's like, I need a really complex funnel system. I need a really complex high end and this and that and all this stuff. And I have to work harder and put in more hours and more free content and more, 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 because you have to work so hard to be successful. And that can be passed down. Hard work is noble, noble, sorry, stress is success. I guarantee if you saw one of your parents strifing and strifing, it could even be a martyr thing where sometimes that's the mom. It could, I don't know if I've seen a martyr in a man, but I'm sure that exists for sure. But a martyr where she gives, 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 but it's like nobody ever is there for me and, oh, I have to work hard and, oh, I have to serve everybody. You could see that, which means to be a mom or to be a human is strife, is sacrifice, right? Ooh, comments. Love it. Um, that hard work was a huge family belief passed down. I participated for 45 years and I'm, and I'm healing my, this one, my, this on Hmm. pretty over hustle culture. Yes, me too. So now you're healing this after 45 years. That is huge. So did you realize that you had that wound? Is that something you've been working through? Did you realize it now? Had you seen it before? I worked hard to the point of burnout because my boss used to tell me I could do all the work because I'm young. Yeah, there you go. Right. And sometimes we do, we get in the situation where our boss like expects so much of us and all of this. And it's under that belief that. To be successful is really hard work. And this more gets in the way of like money, um, success in business, um, you know, putting anything out there like a book or a creation or whatever. So that's the, that's the number four. And then number five, the last common core wound is trust. So some of you can relate to that. I know I'm putting my hand up, um, trusting life, trusting God, universe, spirit. That's a big one. You don't have to admit it if you don't want, but if anybody wants to admit that sometimes they have a hard time trusting the universe, trusting themselves, and then of course, trusting others, people let me down. It's easier to do it myself. The universe doesn't have my back. I am unsupported. I am alone. Those are those narratives that come with this, not being able to trust. So yes, you guys are resonating with this. So Now that we're starting to uncover tomorrow, we're moving into what to do with these, how to heal these. But what I want you to really look at today is look through the workbook, take this inventory. If you're wanting to write stuff down right now, there's the unworthy and then lack and scarcity. There's safety. There's, you must work hard to be successful and there's not being able to trust And those are all very common core wounds. So in the workbook, I get you to ask yourself, when did I experience this as a kid? Let's just go right to it. How have these narratives shown up in my life? And this is not yet about talking yourself out of it, debunking it. We need to be in it. We need to see what it is or else it will continue to smack us in the face and drag us down. So we have to really look, okay, regarding that thing, I want money. Money is hard, so there's scarcity. Also, my mom was really always stressed about money. She bought a house and then she couldn't pay for the mortgage, so it's safety. I She worked so hard. She worked overnights. So we had a garden, she was strifing, she was stressing. I have a bit of, you must work hard. I couldn't trust her eventually or felt that abandonment. So it's like, oh wow, you know, with money or with my mom or with body or whatever it is for you, maybe you can see a little bit of all of these. You know, a lot of you could relate. So when did you experience this as a kid? And the first thing I want to, or not first thing an hour in something I want to say is as you're going through this work, I really deeply honor that these are your wounds and these are your experiences. So I want to say that when we are dealing with, um, trauma, we want to enter it delicately with self-compassion, self-preserverance, or, um, like preserving ourselves. And self love. So if you have had those really big traumas, as a lot of us have had, I'm not asking you to dive deep into your wound right here, right now. You may need further support, therapist, trauma informed person. This isn't about going really into the event, it's looking at the lingering narrative from the events. So if you ask yourself, when did I experience this as a kid, you don't have to get big into the story. If you know exactly when you experienced it, you could just put when my dad left or when that thing happened in grade eight, you don't have to go deep in. Take care of yourself going right into the story and right into the wound. Won't really help you process it in this container anyway. So do what you do. If you find yourself crying, healing, move with it, but also be safe and gentle with yourself. Okay. So I just really wanted to say that eight months old, they would not pick me up. Oh my goodness. Yeah. So that was very real. That was very real. So when did you experience this? How did these narratives show up in your life? And then this is the kicker that I want you to spend today and tomorrow thinking about until we're back on day two on Thursday. Who would I be without this constant narrative? And I'm not asking you to just put it down. I'm not saying on Thursday, like, so you put it down because we're healing, but it's beautiful to start to inquire who would I be without the trust issues, without the lack and scarcity, without the constant not enoughness. I remember at one time I felt, who would I be without constant obsession around my body and my weight? And at that time it was like, I don't even know what I would do with myself. Because all my spare time was spent working out, planning my next workout, counting my calories, doing anything I could do not to eat, drinking, drugs, like everything was obsessed. I was like, I have no freaking clue what I would even be without this eating disorder. But it's a very powerful thing to think about without the feeling of lack of safety and really tune in, really take a deep breath and see the part of you that does not feel lack and scarcity. The part of you, even if I say this with clients, you picture a little grain of sand in the area of your heart that is filled with the swirling truth and love of the universe. What is that little part of you that is okay, that is connected divinely, that doesn't have the lack and scarcity, the higher self, the soul, the, all of that, just thinking about who would I be without this constant narrative? Oh, I love that you guys are connecting That's so, so beautiful. So we are going to leave it on that today. Your homework is to identify the common wounds that are coming up on Thursday. We are going to move through them. I'm going to offer a four-step system of how to actually deal with triggers in the moment to heal them instead of shoving them down. Instead of freaking out and either believing them, reenacting them, reacting to them, um, shoving them down, we're going to show you how to actually heal through and a few other healing modalities of how I have healed through my stuff, but it's really important for now to identify the core wounds and do not forget, which we're going to talk about again on Thursday. Do not forget that it's not Ultimately, true? Is there a part of me deep down, my soul, my spirit team, my Nana in heaven, my highest self? Is there a part of me that feels that I'm worthy, that knows that it's not true, that is believing that no matter what, I'm safe? And maybe not right now. That's okay. But these are all questions we want to start to think about. So let me know if you have any questions as we are wrapping up. This is really big stuff. And in all my work of deep diving with my mentors and programs and teaching and intuition, it almost always comes back to these wounds. And then when we can identify them and start to go, yeah, I believed, I believe that money's hard. Like I do. That's, you know, that's what it is. It always has been that way. It's shown up that way. Maybe that's why I'm having a hard time manifesting money. This is why we want to start to connect the dots, Right. If you feel like you can't get healthy, but you're starting, you're trying to get healthy. That's always going to backfire, right? So it's time to get a little bit deeper into that and honor yourself as you're thinking about when you experienced this as a kid, when you're thinking about how these narratives show up, like abandonment wound, I get on the defensive. I want to bolt. I easily go like, yeah you're screwing me over, aren't you? (laughs) Even to like loved ones, it's like, they're not screwing you over. (laughs) So sometimes it's like, this shows up everywhere. And I was talking recently in a podcast episode, how my wounds show up in my inability to like make more friends or to trust in people or to ask for help when I need it, even from family, even from my husband, it's hard to ask for help. It's hard to ask for help, even from my mentor. (laughs) So just really recognizing how do these show up? Who would I be without this narrative? And then on Thursday, we're going to dive much deeper. Thank you guys. You are so welcome Susie. So nice to see you Gail. Yes. You guys connect, find each other. I would love to hear your takeaways. If you want to send me a DM or comment here in the live stream, send me a DM from the podcast, whatever you would like. I'd love to hear. Thank you guys. If you are called, called to join activated, don't forget about the coupon code. That's only available today, tomorrow, and Thursday. It's only live during this program. That's it for those people that are ready hundred dollars off. You can get started for $88. Um, so I will see you Thursday. If you drop questions, I will be looking through and do my best to answer everything. Check your inbox for the workbooks and all the good stuff. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. We will get through this together it's not ultimately true, but you have experienced it and it's real, but it doesn't have to be real going forward. It doesn't have to be true going forward. This is a life of unlimited possibilities. My channel spirit, highest self soul shows me this all the time. We just need to free ourselves from those boulders, right? That are holding down our helium balloon. So I love you. Yes. It is so hard to ask for help. And like, why is that right? Like we're meant to be community people. We're meant to be in community, but yeah, it's those wounds. It's hard to trust sometimes. So thank you guys so much. I love you. I love you. I love you. I will see you for day two on Thursday. Okay. Bye. Thank you so much for tuning into today's episode. I want you to take a second to put your hand on your heart and maybe even take a deep breath and take in everything that was talked about today that resonated with you. Invite it into your cells, invite it into your mind and into your energy as you upgrade your life. It was a pleasure connecting with you in this episode. If you want more, come find me on Instagram at Talia Joy Manifestation and I'll see you in the next episode. Sending you so much love.